Well, good evening, or good morning, Well, this is Sunday morning's message, and I do want to be able to share with you what I believe God would have us to entertain today, and I want you to know that life can have its bumps in its roads, but we can have victory. And I ask that you be praying for my brother Glenn, Glenn Brown. Um, Glenn's um, struggling, but he's hope, hope, hopefully will leave the hospital this Friday and go home with some assistance. And um, we hope that we'll just see God work a great miracle in Glenn's life. So remember to pray for Glenn Brown. He's dealing with cancer and some other things. But our God is more than able, and we're looking to him. So let's pray, and we're going to get into this lesson about being blessed. And being blessed through vision, dreams, hopes, that God himself will be the one who brings things to pass on our behalf. And he will. God wants to pour out a blessing on all of our lives. And it's those kind of blessings that go far beyond our understanding and our ability to reach on our own. So we're going to look for God to bless you and to God to honor his word in your life. So let's pray. Father, we want to thank you and praise you, Lord, for such a privilege of being called the Christian, the child of the living God, a follower of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that, Lord, we have been chosen to be blessed by you through our obedience to you. Forgive us, Lord, for our failures. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive us, Lord, of our wrongdoing. Because in those things, we cannot live the blessed life that you have so chosen for us. And I pray, Father, that today as we look into your word, that we would be able to set goals and dreams and see visions for ourselves because of your word. So bless now, we pray, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. It is God's word <clears throat> that really opens our eyes. If you're in the scripture, God opens your eyes because God wants you to see very clearly. <clears throat> and he wants you to be able to dream dreams and have visions that go beyond just the human expectation. There are those things that oftentimes we're always having to work on. And there's nothing like having something to work on because God wants to do some great things through us. But he always has that time of preparation for us. And then comes to task, and we also are able to see the blessing and sense the blessing of God at work in our life. By living in God's word, we are blessed because we're able to see what God is able to do and that we're able to trust him completely. And that's important to be able to handle that God really wants to bless us. And he wants to grow our faith. And that's a blessing. That God is the one who is at work growing our faith. He blesses us with a sure hope in Jesus Christ. There's no doubting him. We can trust him completely. And we don't have to lean on our own understanding. All we have to do is just be obedient to his word. And we're blessed by God speaking to us. And if you're in God's word daily, God is going to speak to you. God is going to say something to you. And fourthly, you're blessed because we are taught by the Holy Spirit. It's not so much by man. And I praise God for the good teachers that are out here, those men who hold true to the word of God, and that they deliver the word of God in the manner in which God would have them to do so. And they really sense and believe God leading them and what they're teaching. <clears throat> and I pray that as we go through God's word, that 
it is God who is leading all of us. And I praise God that I can be a mailman, and that's all I am. As one man says, we just deliver the message. We just, we deliver the letter. And you're the one who has to read it and really seek to see what God is saying. It's by reading his word, people develop dreams and visions. And and that allows you to set goals. Without dreams, without vision or revelation from God, we don't set goals. It is through the dreams that we have of where we want to be and what we would like to obtain, the revelation that God shows us in his word that this is possible, and the vision that he gives with that revelation in showing us that it's possible is what is a blessing to our lives. But if you're not in God's word, you're not going to dream, nor will you have vision or revelation, nor are you going to be a person who set goals to try to achieve. And it's God who is the one who will help you to achieve. And he tells us not to be anxious for anything. But we need to understand in due season, in due time, because God's not in a hurry, God will bring that dream to pass, that vision to pass. God will work. He will do it. Now, turn over with me, if you would, please, to Hosea <coughs> chapter 4. And I want you to really look at what he's saying here to Hosea. Because if we don't catch it, we're going to miss it. Hosea chapter 4, and verse 6, he says, Because of this, I'm sorry, but let no... Get to the right verse. have to slow myself down sometime. It says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And where we gather knowledge is, is from God's word. But if you're not in God's word, you're not going to gather knowledge, and you're not going to gather the hope, and you're going to find that you're not able to really see much of anything because you're in darkness. You only see well, really, when you're in the light. I'm not saying you can't see when you're in the dark, but it's very, very, very little that you see. But when you have light on it, you can see it. And that's important, that we're able to really see what God would have for us. And he says in Jeremiah, if you turn there, Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 14, he says, everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. If you're not in God's word, you're really senseless. And all you're leaning on is the wisdom and knowledge of man. And that's foolishness to God. When God has so much more to offer to you. And you need to understand it is that lack of knowledge that calls us to perish. In Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, he said, the man who does not have vision perish. And we need to understand that. That God wants us to be a people who can dream, who can have visions, who can set goals, and then go after them. Vision or revelation is simply the ability to see God's presence. The ability to see God's presence. If you're not going to see God's presence in something, it's not worth doing. If you don't know that God is helping you doing that, and God somehow is working this thing out, you better run away from it. Because you're heading towards a failure. But you want to be able to see God's presence. And perceive God's power. That God is the one who is making things happen here. It's not 
your ingenuity, it's not your smartness, it's not your uh, being a genius and you know this person or that person, but somehow it really is God's power that you perceive that is at work. And then it allows you to focus on God's plan because you know this is what God is doing. And you're able not to lose focus. You're not going to be distracted from by this thing or that thing. And yet Satan's going to do all he can do to distract you. But somehow God keeps you focused on his plan. And that's a blessing. When you can really be a co-laborer with God and bring about that thing that God wants done. The vision is looking at life with a divine perspective. You see life differently. And because you see life differently, you're able, you're more than able to push forward. Because you're not going to quit over the things that may take place as you are trying to achieve those things that God has set before you. And you have to begin to see it, that this is a divine perspective. God is at work here, and I see it. Why do people fall away or stay stuck in life? One, they're not in God's word. This has to be renewed. This has to think differently. Number two, no goals to run after. And through dreams and vision, you are able to begin to set some goals for yourself to run after. And that doesn't mean that you're going to accomplish everything, but you're going to be part of the solution that God has set for. And you're going to see yourself getting there. When you set the goals, you're going to see yourself moving in those directions. They don't keep themselves, people oftentimes don't keep themselves from physical harm or physical danger. Satan will lay traps for us, knowing that when we fall into sin, it's like a stop sign. Everything stops until we get that sin out of our way. And correction has been made. Repentance has been asked for. Forgiveness has been received. And now we can move on. We have to keep ourselves from physical harm and from spiritual harm. Those two things will stop us. They don't look at their alternatives. And people have to look at there's more ways of doing something. This is the goal. How do we get there? How do we accomplish it? And God is going to show you. And oftentimes we fall far short because we won't listen to God. We won't do it God's way. And God wants you to hear him and constantly be seeking for him. And he wants you to see him because only by seeing him are you going to understand the dreams and the vision. God inspires the dreams and the visions through his word. God inspires dream and vision through his word. He's able to take you over your hurdles. He's able to take you in your time of depression and failure and disappointment and raise you up and keep you moving. God is able, and he does that through dreams and visions. Why? It brings us out of the past and allows us to see more of the future. God doesn't want us to get stuck in our past. He doesn't want us to get stuck in our old way of thinking. He wants us to lean upon him as he renews our minds and how we think. 
then we're able to set achievable goals. I'm not saying easy goals. Some goals will be easy. Some goals are going to take time. Some goals is going to take what this little word of stick to itiveness. You got to stay with it. You got to keep working at it. It's not a short term goal that you're going to quickly achieve, but it's going to take a good while. And it may take all of your life. And you may find out you're only one of the spokes in the wheels. And there's many of the spokes that have to be added in order to achieve that goal <clears throat> at that time. And that's important. Bartimaeus was stuck in a certain area of life. <clears throat> and he heard that Jesus was coming. And he began to cry out for Jesus. He wanted to see. He wanted to see. And that's so important. Do you want to see? Or are you satisfied with what you're seeing? Are you relying on the wrong people? To help you really put a dream or vision together. Understand many people don't dream for you. They dream for themselves. And it's hard sometimes for other people to see your dream. Or what you're trying to achieve. And it's hard for you to dream for other people. You can... Do that for your children. And that oftentimes what you're dreaming for your children is not your children's dream, but it starts them on their way. We have to come to a point where we're not relying on the wrong people to help develop the dream or the vision that God has us going after. There has to be those who are willing to help you get there. And don't worry, there's going to be those who are going to try to stop you. And we're going to see that with Barimaeus. <clears throat> and then fear of the future. A lot of us see the future as scary and not quite certain. I've never done this before. I've never trusted the Lord in this way before. And I just don't know really what's going to happen. And that can be very fearful that you don't even take the first step. And God wants you to take that first step. And always understand, the first, second, and third step may be very difficult. But once you get to walking, it gets easier. It gets easier. And I want you to understand that many people have regrets, but stop having your regrets. Stop having your sorrows over your past life. And look at the opportunities that are before you today. As long as you're constantly thinking about your regrets, what you should have done, what you could have done, you're not going to do anything. And God wants you to get to a place where you're going to be willing to do. Because that's what's so important. That you do something. And doing something at least gets you started. But make sure you're doing something towards the right direction. Not in reverse. <clears throat> that it really is moving you forward. The regrets of a past event can never change. It's over with. It's done. You can't go back and redo it. <clears throat> but you can be looking towards your future and really planning that because that's what's important. Now, Bartimaeus, he's blind. 
And we're going to read it in Luke 18. And it says, As Jesus approached Jericho, in verse 35 of Luke 18, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. He couldn't see what was happening. But he's asking what's happening. I don't think too many people today are really even asking what's happening. They're so stuck in themselves and how they're trying to figure something out. They're not really asking the real question of themselves. What's happening to me? What's keeping me from moving forward? What is it that I really need to see and understand? And I want you to understand, Bartimaeus here wanted to change his life. And that's the reason that he's asking the question, what's happening? Was this his opportunity? Has his time come to take a step of faith? Unless you're asking yourself what's happening in life with you. And what's happening around you, you may miss your opportunity for success. You may miss your opportunity to move forward because you're not aware that the opportunity is right here before you. And this is the time to take a step of faith. And Bartimaeus wanted to change his life. And the right person was there at the right time. But he needed to speak to him. And it's so important that you're able to know what's happening around you. He couldn't see. Or he may not have had to ask that question because he would have seen Jesus for himself. He would have saw Jesus for himself. He would have saw the crowds for himself. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what was happening? And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. There's the opportunity. There's the opportunity that he'd been waiting for to change life. And he said, he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He called out. He couldn't see. Jesus, but they told him that he was passing by and he used what he had and all he had was a voice at that time. The eyes were not working. The ears were, his voice were, but he couldn't see Jesus, how close he was or how far away he might have been, but he had a voice and he began to cry out. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He had heard maybe some of the other miracles that Jesus had done. He hadn't seen them, but he heard them. He heard what other people were saying about him. And here on this particular day, at this particular time, Jesus was there. And then in verse 39, he says, Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more. I want you to look at the intensity here. This man wanted Christ to do something for him. He wanted Jesus to interact in his life. No one else has ever really been able to help him. And he realized that. And now the one who may 
be able to change his life, the one who truly might be able to help him. And here you have people saying, be quiet, be quiet. Now that Bonimaeus is saying, how will Jesus know I need him unless I cry out for him? How will Jesus know you need him and you need his help unless you cry out for him? And he did. And the scripture tells us he even cried out the more. He cried out louder. And Jesus stopped in verse 40. Jesus stopped. What caused him to stop? The voice of Bartimaeus crying out to him. When you cry out, God will stop and he will hear you. When your voice elevates with a sincerity on all the noise that was going on, Jesus heard Bartimaeus with all the other people crying out to Jesus. It says Jesus stopped and spoke with Bartimaeus. I want you to understand with all the other voices crying out to God. If you lift your voice amongst that crowd and the heart is sincere and you truly want to hear from God, he'll speak to you. He'll stop and he will speak to you. And it says, Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. He ordered the man to be brought to him. Because there were those who were trying to keep Bartimaeus what? away from him. Now understand, people will try to keep you away from the Lord. The one who will help you. The one who will meet you need. Other people will distract you. Other people will tell you to be quiet. Other people will tell you it's not possible. Other people will tell you it just can't be done. But Jesus ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked this question of him. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. Bartimaeus did not hesitate in putting his quest before the Lord. I want to see. What is your request? Is your request healing? Is your request direction about your finances? Is your request about your children, your husband, your wife, your friend, your employment? What is your request? Understanding there's nothing too hard for God to do. So what is your request? But I'm going to first ask you this. Have you cried out to God? If you cried out to him, he's going to stop and he's going to listen. And you're the one that has to express what your request is. <clears throat> Make your request believing that he's more than able. And he says, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. Now, let's just pause here a moment because here's Jesus, God, and Scripture have already said to us 
that Jesus already knows what's in every man's heart. And he's asking Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do? Jesus already knows what the man is going to ask him. He sees that the man is blind. He had to have other men bring him to him. And he's asking him, let me share something with you. Some of the things that we ask God to do or we ask Jesus to do, we need to speak them because that's our faith speaking. The scripture tells us there's nothing too hard for God to do. The question is, do I believe that? Because, see, sometimes we will not ask the hard things because we really believe they're too hard to be done. They're too difficult and they can't be done. And what God is asking, do you believe in a sense that it can be done? And remember what we talked about last week, all things are possible with God. We can trust God and all things are possible with him if we're willing to trust him and believe him. And Jesus wanted to hear from his own mouth. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for a brand new home. He didn't ask for a lot of material stuff. He wanted to see. He wanted to see. See, what do you want to happen in your life? What is it if Jesus was to stop and visit with you? What would you ask him for? What would you ask him for? And Bartimaeus said, I want to see. And do you have a clear picture to go after what you want? Bartimaeus had a very clear picture. A picture of darkness, a picture of not being able to see, not being able to see the beauty of God's creation, not to be able to see the color of the flowers, the color of birds, the color of people. He was not able to see the mountains, the valleys, the lilies. He was not able to see the sky, the stars, the moon, the sun. He was not able to see those things that God has created. And he simply says, I want to see. I want to see. That's too hard for man, but not too hard for God. Now, you need to understand when you see your vision, your goals, your ideals will take you where you want to go now because you can see. You can see. And you can begin to plan life differently because you see. A lot of people who think they see don't see. And the reason that they don't see because there's no plans, there's no future, and they don't know where to go. They don't know what direction to really take. For I made his past life always kept him in an area of limitations. They took him, as it says, they took him daily and they set him at a certain place. And that was the limits of his life because he could not see. Just being placed on the roadside to beg, to be set at the temple to beg. And his life was limited because he could not see. In Bartimaeus' past life, he would only know limitations because of his sight. Every day sit in one place. But his sight and vision, a plan, moves him past his limitations. What are your limitations?
And what would be your plans if you could really, really see? And that becomes important, that you're able to be able to see. And what did he want to do? See. Why? By seeing, he was able to see what he once could not see. He couldn't see before. And now he would be able to see, and it opens up another whole world to him. When God takes the blinders off our eyes, when he takes the blinders of unbelief off of our eyes, when he gives us sight of hope and a sure hope in Jesus Christ, and he gives us the sight of faith, oh, it's amazing of what we can do. By seeing, he was able to see what he once could not see. Could you imagine what all went through Barmaeus' mind? Because he could see differently. And he could plan differently. And he could set new goals for himself. And not have to wait on people, in a sense, to take him someplace and sit him there. By seeing, he could do more than what he could do. By seeing, we're able to do more. By seeing. By seeing what God wants us to see, we do more. And that's where the dreams and the visions come in. Because we're seeing more. We're not being blinded by the things of this world. We see what God would have us to see in the manner in which God wants us to see it. By seeing, he saw people differently. By seeing, by having the spiritual sight and walking in the light and not in the darkness. He was able to see people differently. And that's you and I. When we're able to see as God would have us to see, we see people differently. Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do? Lord, I just want to see. I want to see. Oh, so important. To be able to see what God would have you to see. For Satan will blind us all. If you're not in God's word, Satan is blinding you. You will not dream. You will not have visions. You will not see the things that God would have you to see. You only see them through his word. And always remember, God inspires the dreams and the visions through his word. God provides his word that we might have dreams and visions. And therefore, we set goals according to those dreams and visions and the hopes that the word of God gives us. And like Barnabas, it changes our life because now we're able to see what God wants us to see. What do you want to happen in your life? Very important question. And that's what Barimaeus answers. This is what I want to happen in my life. I want to see. And <clears throat> he replied. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Receive your sight. Whatever it is that you're asking the Lord for. Wait upon him. And in his time, he will say to you, receive this what you have requested. Since my surgery, I've been asking God, heal this leg, heal this leg, heal this leg. And every day that's taking place. 
and I thank him for the healing. The nerve is getting better going down my legs, sleeping better, but just little by little. But you go from one trial to another trial to another trial, and that's life. And I pray that you would just keep putting your requests before Jesus and watch him change your life. Watch him give to you what you have need of. He will do it. He will do it. And your visions and your goals will give you the ideals to take the next step and the faith to take the next step. And he will order your steps and you're the one by faith that will walk in them. And every day Brian may his past life he would recognize his limits but when he received his sights there's no more limits. There's no more limits in a sense. He can do what he had never done before. And the Lord, I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Your what? Your faith. It's not just your asking, but it's your acting on your faith that God is able to do it. What do you believe God for that you think is too hard? And that's why the scripture says, you can ask anything of me. He wants to stretch our faith. He wants to bless you. But you are the one who has to form it with your own mouth and ask him. This is not a name and claim it thing. This is asking the one who is able to move mountains on your behalf. This is the one who is able to show you favor on your behalf. This is the one who can open up doors on your behalf and close doors to protect you. He is able to give you insight and allow you to see his power at work. He allows you to perceive what he's doing that you can see this is only done by God's work. God somehow worked this. And it's not man. And you're able to see that for yourself. And it's by faith. And faith unlocks that door of God's action in your life. But Jesus wants to hear you asking. Because if you ask it, you have the faith of the mustard seed. And that's your beginning point, is asking. And he said to him, receive your sight. Receive whatever it is you are asking. Now, once you catch 43, because it's so important here, that we understand verse 43. He said, immediately he received his sight. Now look at the action that took place. This is a man he never saw before. All that he knows about this man is that he gave him his sight. He knows what he has heard about him. And many of us have heard things about Jesus. But there is a huge difference of us hearing about Jesus and Jesus interacting in our lives personally. That is huge. That is tremendous. That is miraculous when God enters into your life and does something personally for you. We can hear what he's done for everybody else. We can hear how he's changed other people's life. We can hear how he's blessed other people, how he's healed other people, how he has brought other people from 
poverty to being prosperous in life, to bringing people from disgrace to a platform of honor and integrity. We can hear about what God has done in somebody else's life, but the most important life that it has to happen in is yours. But you're the one who has to ask. You're the one who has to knock. You're the one that has to want it by faith and ask him. You're the one. There's nothing wrong with asking other people to pray for you. But if you're not praying for you, boy, you're missing it. It starts with you. It starts with you. It started with Barnabas. He's the one who had to make the request. And when he saw Jesus, his whole sight changed his whole world. No longer was there people taking him and placing him someplace for him to beg. He immediately, immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. The moment Jesus worked in his life and granted his request, he didn't go the other way. He followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. Too many of us, when God answers our prayers, we just go back into the world. We go all other directions other than following Jesus. And that's something that has to change in our life. We get in trouble and we get in tough situations and then we cry out to the Lord. And if the Lord answers us, we say, boy, Thank you, Lord. That's over. Now you're going back to doing what you're doing. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing. No. Immediately, his request was answered. His eyes were opened. He followed Jesus. He followed Jesus, praising God. Now look at the second part of this. What God does in your life does not only affect you. It gives other people an opportunity to see what God is more than capable of doing. And he says, he followed Jesus, praising him, praising God for what had taken place. Now listen to this. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Because of what happened in Barnabas' life, it drew other people. What happens in your life and my life that God makes happen and takes place in our life, we draw other people. We draw other people because they see the change in us. They recognize the difference in us. And they see that we're not doing what we used to do, but we're doing something differently. And they saw Bonimaeus doing something differently, following Jesus, praising him, not sitting alongside the road, not sitting before the temple and begging. He's now following Jesus. He's doing something differently than what he's ever done before. And when you decide to follow Jesus, you will do some things that are differently. Some things that you've never, never done before. And there comes the dreams and the visions. Because you're going to be doing things from those dreams and visions that you've never, never done before. Jesus is a game changer. If you really know him and you're born from above, you cannot be the same. 
you cannot live the same. And it says, he followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they could see. They could see the difference in this man's life. They knew what he once was. They knew where he once sat. They knew him. And now they see him differently. And they also begin to praise God. He gave them hope that God was able to work in their troubled times, in their trouble of life. God was able to lift their limitations that they could go further and see more than they've ever done before. See, as we're in God's word, he lifts the blinders from our eyes that we can truly see. And that's the blessing that he gives us sight that we might walk with him. Well, I want to say thank you for giving me this time with you. Pray for me. I've been under the weather the last couple of days. and uh, So do pray for me also. So if Gus Brown come to mind, just lift up a short prayer on his behalf. And I'll give you thanks and praise. And I hope that you will dream, set goals, have visions, believe God, and trust him. That doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want. But you're going to see a change in you. You're going to see a change in you. As God gives you dreams and visions. As you're in his word. You get in this. You're no longer blind. You get into this. And you're no longer walking in darkness, but you're walking in the light. And you're going to see life differently. God bless you. May God keep you. Father, I pray for those, O oh God, who are stuck in life. And for some reason, Lord, cannot understand why they cannot move forward. Would you speak to them? Would you draw them to your word and would you allow them to hear your word through the power of your Holy Spirit? Would your word, O oh God, give them dreams and vision and that they might be able to set forth the goals and plans of a life that you have for them? Because you do have a plan for every one of our lives. Give us the faith to follow you, even as Bartimaeus did. He was able to see, and he followed. Help us, Lord, to follow you. Help us to see you clearly. Help us to have faith to take the steps. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. See you next week.